This is CES Tech Talk. I'm James Kotecki, bringing you one of my favorite C-Space studio interviews from CES 2024. I had a lot of great conversations in Las Vegas, and I know you're going to like this one, so enjoy. Welcome back. You're in the C-Space studio here at CES 2024. We are sponsored by Integral Ad Science. I am James Kotecki, and I'm very happy to welcome Christina Shepard of Roku, Global Head of Sales. Thanks for joining me. Yes, thanks for having me, James. Roku, how do you define the Roku? I'm a Roku user, so I do have a pretty good idea of what the Roku brand Love to hear is, that. or at least some <laughs> aspect of it. Um, but what? how do you define the Roku brand here at the beginning of 2024? Yeah, so we've been a company for 15 years and we've been building the platform for consumers first. We've been driving household penetration. We're the number one streaming platform in America, reaching about 76 million households. And so what we're really making a shift on is that we've been building the streamers experience for the consumer. Mm -hmm. And now in 2024, you're really going to see us invite marketers into the experience yeah. to be able to tell their stories in new and innovative ways. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, what are some of the messages that you are here at CES to deliver? I, I assume that you're talking to some of those marketers while you're here. Um, yes. What are some of the things you're talking about? Yeah, so we're here, and I think as a lot of other media companies, to officially kick off the upfront season. It's our kind of you know walk to the new front coming in April. And so when we're talking to marketers in these closed-door meetings, we're really focused on the three key messages that are our strategy moving into the year. So first and foremost is how Roku is a high-reach, consistent, driver, right? So we're basically taking the 76 million households that we have and making that available for advertisers to purchase. Yeah. Number two is that we're building content experiences that can be seen as programming that's leading consumers into the programming. Okay. And then third, it's that we're taking all the data and tech that all of our advertisers have known and loved about us. So our automatic content recognition, our, our tech stack, and then basically allowing that to turn all of the reach that we're providing into performance and driving yeah. business outcomes. Um, I want to drill down on number two of those things. So you're saying that you're creating content that doesn't maybe necessarily feel as much like advertising, but can yeah. be used as such. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it's been really exciting for us because we have the bird's eye view and the data to see what are consumers watching on the platform, yeah. right? What is the content consumption in one category mm -hmm. versus another? What are consumers mm -hmm. searching for? Yeah. And so we've taken all of those learnings to understand that food is a top trending content mm -hmm. category in streaming and on Roku. So yeah. we launched on November 30th in Q4 a really awesome new content destination called All Things Food. Mm -hmm. And so it's essentially taking all food content up from out of the apps into one curated content experience. Okay. And what's really fun about it is it's not just your traditional recipe content or cooking show competitions. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually shoulder content too. Mm -hmm. So it's Julia and Julia, it's Ratatouille, it's mm -hmm. allowing for a really immersive experience that when okay. a consumer goes in it, they can kind of experience food mm -hmm. in more yeah. more broadly. So I'm sitting at home in my living room. I click, I, I have, I open up Roku, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, yep. there's Disney Plus, and there also next to that is a Roku kind of food hub. Yes. And I open that up and inside are all these different shows and when I click on any given show, it takes me to whatever app that that exactly. show is in. So okay. this, I mean, on streaming, one of the biggest opportunities that we're making an opportunity but has been a challenge is content 
curation and content yeah. discovery. So we're finding on average that consumers are spending about 11 minutes finding what they want to watch. So us pulling it out of the app, yeah. putting it to your point right next to all the other tiles that they know and are used to seeing and clicking into, yeah. we're then bringing, you know, we're making that mm -hmm. content available one to two clicks mm -hmm. away from power yeah. on versus seven to eight. And what was really exciting about all things food is that we launched it with Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. So they came to us during, you know, their iconic Q4 campaign where they have their beautiful holiday creative yeah. and they were able to interweave within the content experience, had an amazing execution that you could click into and actually, you know, partner with DoorDash yeah. and, and sell, sell okay. products. So again, it's all connected. And when you can, and just, just for context, when, when I click on a, when, I, when I'm in Roku, when I click on Netflix, yep. you can see what I'm watching inside of Netflix. You can still get that data. Is that so we see the platform-wide, right? Okay. So we'll see if you're searching for Stranger Things. You see we'll the, you see the search we'll understand yeah. that you're in Netflix for a certain amount of time, right? Like we okay. understand kind of broadly the platform-wide yep. data. That makes yep. sense. Um, and so uh, Roku also does uh, original, Roku has an original channel, right? Or right, Roku, we have or, the Roku, Roku channel, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and so is that, is that part of the strategy here as well in terms of what you're able to sell? Absolutely, it's interesting because we both have a channel and we are a platform, yeah. which makes us you know, unique and all OEMs are kind of have their own version of, but mm -hmm. the Roku channel is a top three truly ad-supported channel on the platform. Yeah. And, and Nielsen Gage, we have high yeah. reach. So it's, it's interesting because the channel is almost like a discovery vehicle in and of itself yeah. because it has VOD, it has original programming, yeah. it has licensed programming, it has premium subs, and then yeah. fast, so it becomes this immersive experience in yeah. and of itself mm -hmm. that we can you know, bring advertisers into as well. And, and what was the top hit from 2023? I don't want to put you on the spot. Right, I mean, Weird is actually really exciting for us. I was hoping you would yes? say that. Yes, okay, are you a big weird, fan? The Weird Al movie. Yeah, yes, and that just won an Emmy last week, so really, really timely. You sure did, I love yeah. that. Um, but that was a really, you know, I would say watershed moment for our original programming, yeah. is to put a movie out there and to yeah. get the accolades and the awards alongside we, it. We absolutely watched it, we loved it, and uh, congratulations yeah. on your success there. And to Weird Al, uh, yeah. the <laughs> and Daniel Radcliffe, if you're watching, I guess. Yes. Um, so uh, how do you think about where the consumer's head is at as we mm. go into 2024? Are there things that you are still grappling with or trying to get ahead of in terms of their sentiments about having so many different things to choose from, right. about whether or not they want to choose an ad-supported platform, about how much money I'm spending on all these different, um, yeah. all these different things? Where, where do you see it all going? I mean, streaming is such a dynamic, interesting space because we're kind of at the halftime of mm -hmm. streaming where people have been dabbling and testing and then eventually cutting the cord. Mm -hmm. And when we think about it, it's very intuitive that the traditional TV experience is so different than a streaming experience. Yeah. It is dynamic, it is immersive, it's engageable. And so it's interesting, you know, consumers came to streaming with the promise of a better ad experience, mm -hmm. lighter ad loads, more relevant mm -hmm. ads, because there's targeting and logged in consumer relationships. And so now when we're thinking about how do we kind of take that to the next level, it's adding more engageable interactivity across yeah. the platform. Like 40% of Gen Zers say they want to engage with their TV screen. Mm -hmm. And that's an opportunity that the advertising community can really buy into because right now, predominantly they're taking their linear spot yeah. and they're putting it into in-stream video and the channels they know and love. Yeah. But there's so much more that they can do by taking advantage yeah. of the full experience. Hey, you said halftime. That's a sports metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of sports, what is Roku thinking about and offering advertisers in the world of sports? Yeah. So. The sports, as we all know, is a very uh, you know competitive marketplace, and rights are very expensive. And so the way that we've come people, about people it, people really want it, but people really love it. Yeah. So we've come about it from a different perspective. Is we found that people predominantly, right now, with the fragmentation of sports rights, the average consumer does not understand where to watch the game, right? Whatever yeah, the game being, that, yeah. right? 
So we launched this past year a sports destination, which is a curation of you know all different shoulder content, as well as it'll show all live games for different sporting events, Ooh. and then exactly to where you can watch them, so you can be deep linked in. And okay. so we're also partnering with the leagues themselves. So the NFL, mm -hmm. um, we basically launched an NFL Zone, which if you were to turn on your Roku right now, you'd see Verizon sponsoring it with their messaging. But that provides an amazing consumer experience yeah. because it's curating and t telling them where to watch it, which is you know filling a big consumer need. Yeah. Um, want to get into shoppable TV for a minute as well as we're just touching on all these different important trends here. I know that Roku, you launched something in 2022, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, so what was that that you launched? What have you learned since then and where are you going in terms of people being able to see an ad and shop it from that ad? In other words, I'm seeing an ad, I like that dress, I click the thing and I right. get the dress. Right, the dream of shoppability. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we partnered with Walmart in 2022. And what's really interesting about that partnership is so they're actually the back-end fulfillment of our shoppable ads on the mm -hmm. TV screen. That partnered with the fact that we have Roku Pay as our pay infrastructure mm -hmm. and foundation. So when you sign up for Roku, you're putting in your credit card and your yep. email. So we know all that information and about that's, you. And that allows me to then get all the other apps right, that I want. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you want to sign up for yeah. a certain app and mm -hmm. it's all right there with one click yeah. of a button. So what we do is leverage that payment system so that you can shop in the experience directly from mm -hmm. an ad. So you're seeing a video creative, you see an overlay that says shop, you know, click to learn more, mm -hmm. and you be brought into this immersive microsite all powered by Walmart. And then when you want to purchase the product, you say, click OK with your remote, mm -hmm. and immediately that product's going to come to your house within yeah. the, the days or what, what mm -hmm. have you. So that's kind of making a more frictionless, a less frictionless experience, right, yeah. for viewers to be able to get and, and learn to how to shop on their TV, which mm -hmm. is a completely new consumer habit that we're building. And have you found that habit to be easy or hard or medium to train people on in order to do that? Yeah. It's been, we have to do a lot of learning. I think when you were to ask people like, have you shopped in your TV screen? And you just actually said it, but a lot of people say no. And you're like, well wait, have you signed up for Netflix on your TV screen? Mm -hmm. Have you rented a movie on your TV screen? And then yeah. they say yes. And so there is that you know, consumer behavior to some degree, but we're retraining how to buy a product. So we've learned, we've tested QR codes, mm -hmm. we've texted cl click to mobile. And what we found is a couple of things, the creative matters. So having creative where someone is breaking, the actor is breaking the fourth wall, telling the consumer to pick up the remote and <laughs> click to learn more. And then we've also learned yeah. that the remote itself drives conversions. So we work with Liquid IV, mm. found that 10x conversions came from the remote versus any other form of, of shopability. I'm sitting there, I need some liquid I, I, refreshment. Just like let me tomorrow just, maybe? Just after, let me click that button four and, days and get in my Vegas? sweet, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might need some of that. Um, uh, final question, what is your favorite building in the iconic background of Roku, mm. which is like Roku City, which is all these different sci-fi and co kind of cool Yeah, well, as we were riffing, you said yeah. yours was uh, Big Ben. I like Big Ben. It's, it's yeah. a classic choice, Right, I think. love yeah. that. So we launched Roku City, and it was it has huge fandom. Now, was that launched on kind of a whim, or was that really an intentional thing to make an iconic Roku thing? I think it was both. I think okay. we knew that we had all of these Easter eggs. We, we could be entertainment. We could yeah. do it in a fun way. Many t people don't turn off their TV, and so yeah. that becomes the largest installation installation in their home mm -hmm. in some cases and so yeah. we created that it's taken on a life of its own it's gone viral yeah. every one to two minutes someone's tweeting about Roku City they want to date in Roku City mm -hmm. move to Roku City so we invited brands in. we were having conversations this mm -hmm. time last year to invite them in so all of that said we launched with McDonald's they wanted to celebrate Grimace's birthday mm -hmm. love that yep. didn't know that was a, a thing um, but I would say that when with McDonald's coming to us as such an iconic brand wanting to celebrate Grimace we've now seen more and more brands take flight so yeah. I would say long story short 
that the Disney Cinderella Castle has to be my favorite. It sure. just makes my six-year-old self going to Disney World for yeah. the first time very happy. But for a brand like Disney to come to Roku and turn Cinderella's Castle purple mm -hmm. to celebrate their centennial is yeah. a huge, huge deal. Everybody right? wants to move to Roku City, even Cinderella, I think we've yes, today. Yes, exactly. That's, that's an exciting thing. So congratulations on all your success. Christina Shepard of Roku, we hope to have you back and yeah. talk more. Thank you so much, James. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation from CES 2024. That's our show for now, but there's always more tech to talk about. Hit that YouTube subscribe button, leave a comment, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or wherever you're getting this show. And get more CES at ces.tech. That's ces.tech. I'm James Kotecki, talking tech on CES Tech Talk.